1: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is March 30th, thousand twenty. We're talking the go-home Raw for WrestleMania, and a unique WrestleMania it is, and I thought a pretty solid Raw, all things considered. Uh, I always say a lot of these Raws would be better off if they were two hours. This one effectively was a two-hour show if you kind of started behind like I did, and I, I rather enjoyed it. Uh, I am joined by Denise Salcedo of InstinctCulture.com. We've got some ideas to throw your all's way later on, but uh, we're going to talk about this Monday Night Raw. But Denise, before we even get into Raw, we haven't been able to hear from you since the big news dropped last week. That yeah, Roman Reigns said, uh, "See ya."
2: So I, I one hundred percent, I agree with Roman Reigns. Come on, this guy just you know had to go through leukemia is in remission, you're not going to play, you know, the lottery with your health, especially not when you're a high risk person. So I like 100 percent agree that he went ahead and backed out of this. And, you know, it's it sucks. It really sucks that we all have to make these types of decisions and these sacrifices right now. Every single person, no matter who you are, no matter what age you are, is making some sort of sacrifice. And so this is just this just goes to, to show how serious everything is right now.
0: Yeah, I respect his decision. Quite frankly, he can be in the main event of WrestleMania any damn time he wants. That's oh, yeah. that's the situation that he's in. Uh, a reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. We have a giant win from our dude, Throwback, who is always so generous to us. And we thank him because uh, we need Super Chats probably more than ever now. I've mentioned this to you guys before. YouTube's kind of messing with us per usual, beyond the copyright claims and the channel termination, they keep telling us that our videos have to undergo manual review before they pop up in your subscription boxes. I see it every time that you all comment, hey, this isn't showing up in my subscriptions. Tell me. Let me know. Tag at Team YouTube. Let them know, too, because this is very weird. No other wrestling channels that I know of are experiencing this, but we are, for some reason, and I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh well, this is normal." It's, it's not normal. It's not normal. Nothing. They're also
2: lowering. They're also lowering like the CPM rates. I've noticed that yeah. some of the videos of mine that got a uh, big traction weren't making as much money as they would have had this not happened during this pandemic. So it's it it really sucks. It's affecting like I think everybody on board.
0: Oh yeah, we've had people that say that they go to our channel and can't find our video. I'm gonna say this on every show for a while, guys, especially ahead of WrestleMania. If you ever want to know where is that Fightful podcast, the answer is Fightful.com or FightfulPods.com. But if it's not showing up in your sub box, message at Team YouTube or tweet them and tell them that it's not. Tell them that this is very weird, what they're doing, because it is. Uh, like I said, no other Raw SmackDown post shows are, are, are having this happen to them. So it's, it's uh, kind of frustrating to deal with that. But you can also subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, get your question or statement read on the air, uh, or, or you can actually uh, ask as many questions as you want. I do a and a over there. I'm doing another one this week. But uh, throwback, we're going to get to his as the show goes on. He has a <laughs> a question about the promos, about how unscripted promos have really taken over and how the promo work has stepped up. Outside of that Undertaker promo that we saw at the beginning of the show, Denise, I thought that like every promo that I saw tonight was so good, and it seemed like that's been happening without the crowd. I'm starting to think crowds kind of ruin some of these promos.
2: Uh, You know, ever okay? So when we had the interview with Road Dogg on X Pac One Two Three Sixty, he gave incredible insight into promos and basically how that all goes down, and I just think that. The most interesting thing that he said was that it's kind of it's different for every single talent, every single guy. Some guys can be just told one thing, like, "Hey, this is the message you need to get across for this promo," and that guy can go ahead and do it. Somebody can get a full script, get some bullet points, and they could make wonders of it. Where there's guys that need to have things being told verbatim. So it's funny because I get the whole argument with the scripted promos and non-scripted promos, but I don't think that that argument is black and white because it really just depends on the talent. And, you know, whether or not they need to just have bullet points or a message across and whether or not you're trusted by creative and uh, whether or not you can go ahead and go in front of this live crowd and really get your point across without mumbling or saying the wrong thing.
0: Uh, For those of you watching, I know that my audio and video aren't synced quite up. I'll I mean, I'll have to address that later on. Not something I can really handle right now. But uh, if you all can handle it, I can handle it. (laughs) Throwback says, what does Denise think about Triple H's interview with SportsCenter, saying they are doing it to put smiles on faces, being the the WrestleMania show?
2: So, I didn't read the actual article, but what else did he say besides that? um, Besides people's smile faces?
0: I don't know about that interview in particular. I don't know if he did multiple, but he mentioned that he was happy that he wasn't wrestling at WrestleMania. Just because it's more of a struggle for him to keep doing these matches. To begin with. And also, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's that's the gist of it, but he rationalized doing the the match or doing the show as, as a way to put smiles on faces. And I kind of see it, but really they did it for their bottom line. That's why they did it was to, yeah. to get a WrestleMania on the air.
2: Yeah, I, like I mentioned earlier, people making sacrifices. I don't think that WrestleMania would be one of those. It was going to happen in some shape or form.
0: If this was backlash, the show wouldn't happen. Yeah. I mean, it just wouldn't happen. He uh, uh, Throwback says he talked about Roman also. Great interview. Do you think they could have gone more in-depth about mania issues? <laughs> A big thank you to Throwback. Uh, much appreciated for his generosity. Roman is in this... This situation where I can't believe that I saw people criticizing him. This is like Criticized him? Oh, there are idiots that will criticize I've been off anything. Of
2: Twitter to avoid anxiety over over the coronavirus, but I didn't know people were criticizing Roman Reigns over this.
0: Oh, people would criticize people over anything. That's just the way it is. But this is a matter of life and death for a guy like this. And right now, like, there's a lot of us we can't see our families. The difference is. If Roman reigns goes out in this and we have seen some people get ill in wWE we don't know if they've got coronavirus or not it, he might not ever get to see his family again he might die so I don't have a problem with him saying hey you know what this match with Bill Goldberg I think I'm gonna sit that one out guys in front of zero fans I think I'm gonna let that one that one go yeah and I don't blame him
2: No, I can't believe that people got upset about that. That's just insane to me. And... Based on everything, uh, the question about the challenges that WWE face, we might not hear about it now, but obviously we all know that they're going to be facing challenges, whether it's travel, you know, having to get people to to shoot certain segments yeah. based on the fact that they're being in different locations and all of that. But I would actually love to know the challenges, not in a way so that, oh, like people can judge or anything like that. No, but because it's a really interesting time right now, and this is going to be a very historic WrestleMania. And so, because of that, like, I I would love to know like the types of challenges that they face because it's just, it's a pretty unique situation and not very many people can handle putting on a show like this during the pandemic that we're in right now.
0: Yeah. Oh man. I just, uh, here's the hoping that things get normal. Um, it's just, it's, uh, it's, I don't really know how to even put it into words because it's not anything that we've ever experienced. And, I'm really hoping that we never have to experience it again. It's and that's
2: the scary part. Look at what happened to Japan. They just started getting over the the virus and then they started reopening stuff and then they got hit by a second wave, and then they shut things down again. So we don't know where we're gonna be down the line. Like we can all like you know start getting seeing things better, but then go back out and do stuff, and you know, who knows, God forbid a second wave comes knock on wood, but still, you know, it's a possibility.
0: Yeah, I am. I am uh, not exactly an expert in this field, so I, I just hope things get better. Uh, we have several super chats. Charlie Wolf said, "What did you two think about the Drew McIntyre video? Did you see that the BT Sport one?
2: <laughs> I loved it. That was great. I loved it. I love the photos. I love the videos. Hey, it's WrestleMania. Come on, like we should, like we should be seeing this type of stuff, given the circumstances. But still, it was awesome."
0: I had reported on this a while back, like three weeks ago, they did a casting call for this and they called him the gamesman or whatever of of the McIntyre family and yada yada. And I thought this was a, a nice way to do something different. It was a little stereotypical for my taste. It's like, oh my God, like they made this like painfully Scottish.
2: Yeah. It was funny because my fiancé was like, who goes out and works out in their tights? Like, in their in their trunks, excuse me. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I get it, but, you know, hey, let's have a win for us girls or for whoever. <laughs> you know, this is a win for us. Let it be.
0: I have people in the chat saying, oh, it might be because uh, saying the word coronavirus, that's not why. That's not why. It's not, like, analyzing an hour of our audio and pulling it because of that. And if that were the case, other wrestling shows Would be affected. That's not why we're getting pulled down.
2: So I have a fun fact for you. On my video, I put coronavirus in the title. Because I was talking about the coronavirus. It was an entertainment-related video. And... I got limited advertisement for that, so I had to submit that video for wow. review so that a human could say this video is okay to have on here. And I'm thinking, what the heck? This is crazy. But it happens when you do trigger words like that on, but that's on the title, though. On the title.
0: Yeah, we had that as well, but yeah. Andrew Nolly said, Every promo on this show was awesome. The Edge promo was easily the best for me. I loved how much passion he showed in this. Also, Kevin Owens' promos seemed very real to me. We're going to get to each one individually, and we've got a bunch of Super Chats to get to, but I've been saying this over and over, Denise. If you're into promos, this era, this month, has been for you, because this has been some of the best promo work I've seen consistently in years from WWE. I love the looking at the camera talking to the audience or whoever your opponent is and doing that type of promo as opposed to going out in front of all these people that came to see a wrestling show and saying, here are all the reasons I don't like this person. They did something bad to me. I'm not a whiny little bitch at all. But you seem like one. I've been loving these promos.
2: Yeah, it's definitely been a lot better, and I think it's something that we've been wanting to see. And I mentioned this last week, it's the storytelling type of promos that are mm-hmm. doing it instead of what you just said right now, going out there and saying you hate this person and we're all supposed to buy it. No, give us a reason.
0: Big thank you to Andrew Nolly for the very generous super chat. Um, as far as throwbacks question about Triple H and, and the the. Depth of the issues he could have got into. Yeah, he could have got into a lot more. Uh I'm bummed we don't get the Triple H media conference call this week that we usually get ahead of NXT shows. I love those. I was excited to participate in my first one in person. I've done a lot of those with Tony Khan for AEW, but never in person for Triple H. And I was really excited. AEW and NXT are a little bit better. or not a little bit. They're a lot better than main roster WWE media. I hit them up at least once a month saying... Hey, you all want to do a media call, you want to do an interview, anything like that, and it's just nothing but Triple H, Tony Khan. They're both very good about it. So, I'm very bummed that we we don't get that. That's Were you
2: supposed to be in Tampa already? What was your fly out date?
0: Oh, no, I was I would have been there Thursday Thursday afternoon, like around noon, I would have gotten there.
2: So sad. I'm going to be so <sighs> depressed on Wednesday. That was my flight date. Depressed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go ahead and talk about Monday night raw. We get a, pro, a video package of <laughs> of AJ Styles and the Undertaker, and let me tell you, Denise, there's going to be some mad people. I'm going to have some angry YouTube commenters because I hated uh, Undertaker's promo, hated it. He comes up over there and he goes, AJ Styles, or should I say, <laughs> Alan Jones? Since we're getting real. And I'm like, alright, so you're beating it over our heads. Like, it's fake. You got fake names. Whatever. I can deal with that. I can let that slide. He's the undertaker. He does what he wants. But there are lines in this promo that are so goddamn stupid, Denise, that I can't believe that whoever wrote them wrote them with a straight face, much less... Undertaker Reddit. The one
2: I'm thinking about is the one you mentioned, but I'll wait till you mention it. Well,
0: there's two two big ones. To me, AJ Styles, Big Fish, Little Pond, that's one of the dumbest, most ugh, ugh things ever. (laughs) Like everybody who ever watched AJ Styles knew that wherever he was going to go, he was going to do awesome. TNA, if, if WCW had con- continued to exist, he would have done great there. He was good in There's ROH. There's
2: a reason he wasn't brought in to be in the NXT roster.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, Vince McMahon didn't fall in love with him because Vince McMahon never cared to watch him. Then when he met AJ Styles and saw what he was about, fell in love with the dude. So it's that's a rare occurrence. <laughs> yeah, Vince You're McMahon. First guy. Yeah, they were they were pitching ideas for other people to challenge Roman Reigns, and Vince is like, "No, AJ Styles." Years ago, I mean, he was the right person to bring in, and he would have been ten years before that. So it's such a stupid line, and I get it; it's an easy one to throw out there because it's easy to do those "oh snap" lines, but then. Oh, my God, tell Denise. what I'm thinking. Okay, I'm waiting
2: the for The Faith to say Breaker
0: it. line. Did you... <laughs> he was or like...
2: Sal McCool does it better?
0: He's like, you brought up my wife. You're mad that she uses the Faith Breaker. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, come on. This, this is like... Poor, s- that was bad. It's like Stan Twitter fan fiction, Denise. I can't believe... The Undertaker, the guy I've been watching since I was five years old, brought up the Faith Breaker in a promo, Denise. This is a real thing that unfolded. And he says, and I quote, she got it over. She didn't get it over. She didn't at all. Oh my God. This was amazing.
2: I'm sure you feel this way as a wrestling journalist, that your credibility matters. And it matters a whole hmm. lot. What you say on the air and the things that you believe in matter a lot. Hearing the Undertaker say this line to me shot his credibility yeah. where I can't take him seriously during this. I can't. That one line I was just like, stop it. Like I know he's your she's your wife and all of that. That's fine. But to say that in a promo is just like, uh But was... I love the way it was shot though. Like the promo itself, production wise, was fantastic.
0: Oh my god, yeah, I I liked how it looked. The delivery was okay, but I'm like, I cannot believe that The Undertaker is saying some of these things. But we're not getting The Undertaker and AJ Styles. We're getting Alan Jones versus Mark Calloway.
2: I was mad that he didn't put Alan Jones on, they didn't put Alan Jones on the tombstone. I think, I thought it would have been funnier had they put that instead of AJ Styles.
0: Yeah. Oh man, this promo, I hated it so much. And there were some angry people some angry people that are like well why why don't you elaborate on why you don't like it and i'm like i have a show i do it every week i run a live blog fightfulselect.com like i'll get there not everything i put on twitter is going to be the complete thing but i hated this promo i mean it was the thing is it's funny so it's one of those so bad it's good promos to me because the undertaker had the sheer nutsack on him to say the faith breaker <laughs> <laughs> i hope I hope there are outtakes of the undertaker trying to get through saying she got the faith breaker over <laughs> oh man
2: yeah that was that was that was living in a bubble talk
0: <laughs> and Andrew Notley, thank you again for another generous super chat says. Why does it feel like the big fish in a little pond line gets used by A or gets used against AJ every time he has a big feud? I agree with you, Sean. It's so corny and stupid. And here's the thing, Denise. Here's the thing, Denise. I I do. I definitely do. It's low hanging fruit. And, uh, he wasn't a big fish in a little pond when he was in New Japan with. Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi and an emerging Tetsuya Naito. And Kenny Omega was bubbling under. Kenny Omega was about to bust. He wasn't a big fish in a small pond there.
2: Exactly. Let's just say that WWE didn't even get AJ Styles at his peak. And that's saying a lot.
0: And I mean, what does it say that WWE went to that little pond, dropped a (laughs) net in it, Yanked everything they could out and brought it over to their ocean. Damn, man. Charlie Wolf says, I'm the biggest taker, Mark, but the big badasses always kicking assholes' ass uh, from You're Gonna Pay. is all-time WTF entrance music. I'm going to find out that lyric. I'm going to recite that uh, probably very soon to Denise, and she will answer it very uh, confusingly. Nice. Oh, man. This promo, I hated it. Uh, Becky Lynch shows up in a semi-truck. Cool. Uh, And introduces us to her WrestleMania match from last year, Denise. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we we sat through that, and later on, also a Brock Lesnar match. And this effectively made Raw two hours for me, and that helped make Raw a lot better, but...
2: See, I was watching everything live <laughs> as it went. And I hadn't seen that match since it actually happened. And I remember sitting there thinking right now, today, I was like, man, this match was way longer than yeah. I expected. And then I also remember thinking, man, more than half those people didn't know that at that moment, they would be stranded for like the next five hours there at, this, at the at the stadium. So it was just like all of these little things that were, I was like thinking about during this. But yeah, that's it.
0: I liked Becky's promo where she said that Baszler's trying to get out of Ronda Rousey's shadow. I mean, that's a deep cut there. And it ain't wrong. I mean, I know a lot of people don't know about the history of Shayna Baszler in MMA. Shayna Baszler is an honest-to-God pioneer of women's MMA. Like, she was exceptional. I mean, she's going to turn 40 this year. She's been around. And she started off her MMA career like 10-4, and moved to 14-6, and well before the UFC ever even took a look at her. Women weren't even in the UFC back then, and she was facing and beating and competing with some of the greatest fighters ever, some of them that are still competing, and was very good. I mean, she was fighting pro MMA, I want to say 17 years ago, and really, she rose to prominence in the public eye because she got on The Ultimate Fighter, and so did Jessamyn Duke, who's a fellow horsewoman. Uh, they were coached by Ronda Rousey and Marina Shafir, who was Rousey's best friend, was also on the coaching staff. They all kind of moved in together, fell in love with pro wrestling because of Shayna Baszler. And Ronda had a bigger impact in both MMA and pro wrestling than Shayna. But that's like, it's it's like saying, how can I put this? It's like saying that somebody on the Oakland A's in the late 1980s, like you got Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire and Ricky Henderson. They're like Ricky Henderson and Jose Canseco to me. They're both real good. It's just one is way more known than the other one and did a lot different things. Like, So I thought this was an excellent way to attack Shayna Baszler. Sorry to go on a rant there.
2: No, it's fine because I I was thinking the same thing. You can't compare the two because they're just going to have a different type of impact. They're both great at what they do, but again, Ronda Rousey's just at a different level. And that's not to take away anything from Shayna and what she has done in her career, just two different career paths there. So I don't necessarily... Uh, so in terms of the shadow line, yeah, it's great, but I don't obviously take it to heart or anything like that. But what I particularly liked about this was the attack because I thought in, I thought Shayna made. Uh, Becky Lynch looks sort of like a rag doll mm-hmm. during this and those are always the best types of attacks when it's you know a bigger person and a little person a tinier person uh, it those those types of beats downs where you make the person look like a rag doll right before the biggest match and so it puts that question mark like oh is Becky Lynch really going to be able to retain the title who knows but so I actually like the that portion of it.
0: Well, Shayna shows up like like you said, and dragged Becky around, slung her into a table, choked her out, all that. I loved it. She stood tall. Um, it it was a good go home segment for this match, and I'm really excited for us to make our predictions later on because there's there's a lot to get to. Alistair Black squashed a jobber. Ah, oh, this, this jobber.
2: He was in the nicest way not
0: good. <laughs> I mean, the, Alistair sits down, and the jobber's like, what's he doing? What's he doing? I don't know, bro. The same thing he's done every week since he's come to the— Did you not watch the show last week? Didn't, <laughs> did you not do your film study, buddy? Come on. Like, it was so—what's He's. What's he doing? What's he doing? He's sitting down, cross-legged.
2: That wasn't even the part that, for me, irked me. For me, it was how he took the black mask. I thought oh yeah. He did it in slow motion, in comparison to last week, night and day.
0: Oh man, I did not like this, but it it was short, it was painless. Yeah, sure, okay, whatever, I can deal with that. So apparently, if you want to make it to the WWE main roster, your goal is meet Zelina Vega. Just meet her. She brought up Andrade. She brought up Hector or Angel Garza. Now she brought up Austin Theory, because Andrade injured his ribs and is has been replaced. So Austin Theory is going from sub five hundred on NXT. I think he's like two and three on NXT, to a WrestleMania tag team title match. That is a jump for him, Denise.
2: Yeah. Uh Honestly, so I obviously didn't know, like, who was going to come out, who she was going to introduce or who. Um, she came out with Austin. I was like, hey, dude, that's awesome. And now he has a WrestleMania match. Sure. Why not?
0: Yeah. I, I thought, I thought, he, was, this... I
2: thought he, he he didn't take away anything from the match. He he I really like his work based on what I've seen from him. I haven't seen as much, but based on what I have seen, I like what he does. And he's very he's a very athletic guy.
0: He's very athletic and Vincent McMahon is going to love him if he doesn't already. Uh, Owens attacks him right out of the gate. It's Kevin Owens and street profit against street profits against Angel Garza, Austin theory and Seth Rollins. And I like this match. Montez drove his knees into theory hard on an assisted moonsault. I was like, ah, damn. So when I saw what happened later, I was like, eh. not necessarily a rightful receipt, but got those knees hard in the ribs. Uh, Angelo Dawkins is on a roll, but if I were him, I would probably stop doing the run around the ring outside and mow somebody down spot because that's that's bronze. So I would probably just avoid that. Kevin Owens has a potty mouth tonight, calls Seth Rollins a bitch, and Rollins avoids him at all costs. And then we see the spot Ford does a tope con hilo and absolutely eats shit on the ring. That
2: was ugly. I felt bad for him during that spot. I was like, oh god, it sounded awful. It looked awful. I could only imagine it felt awful.
0: So I heard of a couple different things that were supposed to have happened there. I'm gonna follow up on it before I I talk about it publicly on the air, but oh, that's rough, and I hope that Montez is okay. Owen's at a swan tom, but the pin's broken up. Then he hits Garza with a stunner for the win, but right after that, Rollins stomps him I thought it was a good match.
2: Yeah, it was a fun match. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty bummed out about Andrade, you know, having been injured and mm-hmm. all of that because I, was, that was, I really wanted them to become champions. I know I had said that last week, but now obviously things have changed, so I feel differently. Uh, but overall, this was <sighs> good. And it's funny because the B word has definitely been used every week in one promo or another on Raw like the last three oh, weeks, yeah. I think. <laughs> or four weeks. I don't even know anymore.
0: Oh, yeah. They they lean heavily into, into the bitching on that show.
2: Shayna, Paul, uh, and now Kevin Owens, and I don't remember who else.
0: Well, Kevin Owens cursed some more. He cut a downright outstanding promo. This guy is cutting these promos in his second language. And there are so many people that can't grasp it in their first. He is so good. He says that Rollins... Has always been counterproductive and calls him a dipshit. He said that he's done almost everything that Rollins has, but he doesn't have those WrestleMania moments. And that they're very similar because there's always been somebody there to help them out and make sure that they win things. But he's willing to admit it, and Seth Rollins isn't. He clarifies that their match is on Saturday. It's hard for me to summarize this promo, Denise, because he was able to convey things in a promo. In, in such a, a perfect way that I was like, damn, I can't wait to see, see him fight Seth Rollins, and even though it's not for anything, I feel like the person who wins this would ideally be the person that's like, okay, well, they're competing for the title soon because there's they, they heated me up so quick with this promo.
2: Yeah, and that's what you need, especially right now that, you know, obviously their p- plans had to change given that, you know, they're not doing their normal routine with their schedule, with their shows. So given that, then, hey, I think they made the best of it. But I think I, – I almost feel bad because right after this, after Kevin Owens' uh, – after I saw what Edge did with his promo, it was like I didn't even remember what Kevin Owens had done because the Edge one was just at another level for me.
0: It was uh, – Kevin Owens just knocked it out of the park in my estimation – Loved it. And then you mentioned the Edge promo.
2: <sighs> that was s- my second best, my second favorite Edge promo behind the one where he, after he came back to the Royal Rumble. After he came back to WWE from, on Raw, after, after the Royal Rumble.
0: I mean, the, the promo work that they have been putting forth, amazing. I mean, just Edge and Orton in general. If it were just their promos, I'd be like, Damn. WWE promos are really good these days, but it's not just them. Becky's doing good stuff. Uh, Kevin Owens is doing good stuff. Paul Heyman did one of his best in a long time tonight. Asuka just getting out there and screaming in Japanese is real good. But Edge, I I thought Edge did go a little long, but it's like, okay, well, it was so good, I didn't really care. I was like, yeah, just
2: perfect. I thought the length was perfect.
0: Bluechew.com, code Fightful. Edge says that everyone in wrestling is a junkie for the crowd. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. I was repeating what you said in my head. I was like, wait, why did he throw that in there? Oh, the link. <laughs> sorry. I was did you see me thinking
0: about it? Oh, I did. I did. Denise. I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was like, uh oh, this is the one. This is the one where I crossed the line. Alright, that's dumb done. done This that's is what done. we lead with the compilation I'm for. Done. Oh, my God. So Edge says that everybody in wrestling is a junkie for the crowd, but Randy Orton is at his best now that Edge is around. And the last time that Randy Orton was at his best, Edge was around then, too, and that bothers Randy Orton.
1: You have one unheard message. Hi. I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast
0: Edge says that Orton is a junkie for how Edge makes him feel. Ah, so good. This is, these are the promos I've been missing for so long, Denise.
2: Yeah. The, okay, so the key things that I took for this one were the part where he said that, he was, uh, ev- that Orton was Evolution's uh, lackey that was fantastic because, okay, so that part the part where he starts talking about the definition of grit and then when he says you're jealous of my passion, you can't fabricate passion, you either have it or you don't and I do I started thinking to myself, this touches on so many levels it's very few times that I myself can relate to the person that is saying what they're saying in the ring you don't always relate to wrestlers promos is what I'm trying to say but I feel that this promo that Edge I almost felt like he was speaking to me and he was speaking to all the underdogs or all the people that have had all of these obstacles and challenges thrown in their paths. And they're trying to find anything that they can do to sort of, you know, rise above all of that. And so for me, that promo hit a lot differently. And I feel like that's why I personally really enjoyed it. And I think that a lot of people probably resonated that same way that I did with this promo in particular. And so because of that, like, I loved this. It felt different.
0: It rocked. It rocked. Outside, we see Rhea Ripley get jumped and kicked into a door by Charlotte Flair. Charlotte calls her a rookie and says, oh, I'll see you at WrestleMania. How dare you show up on my show? Rhea has to find some like natural, I don't know what it is, but something natural. Because it, it seems, I don't want to say Goldbergish because she's already better on promos than Goldberg is. But it's very, like, 80s movie, like, yeah, I will type of stuff. And I want to see her grow, and she's in her early 20s. So she's gonna, but what She'll
2: get there. She's she'll, got it all, man. She's the yeah. whole package and more.
0: She recognized enough to make the changes that we see today. So I, I'm pretty sure she'll see what changes she needs to make in the future. Or, Even
2: her growth in the last year or so has been, I mean, it's, it's like a new person. Like a new yep. person completely.
0: Asuka defeated Caden Carter. I'm glad that somebody in WWE has fallen in love with Asuka's promos. Because I, I love it. They're so loud and obnoxious. They an- announced that the Kabuki Warriors will take on Bliss Cross Applesauce this weekend. And I'm cool with that. Uh, for as much shit as I gave the latest shake-up and the brand split. And I, I hated it. WWE's done pretty good with it lately. Uh, Mojo has moved to SmackDown. But whatever. But they've quietly done this, but a lot of the NXT integration has been between NXT and Raw. We see Angel Garza showing up on Raw. Austin Theory showing up on Raw. Uh I can't remember, um Shane Thorne and, and his buddy showed up on Raw. Diana Perrazzo and Chelsea Green showed up on Raw. This week, Caden Carter showed up on Raw. And it's like, well, why, why would that be allowed? Well, they're both on USA Network. So that would make sense to me that in this battle that we saw in the draft, Denise, was USA versus Fox. So it makes sense to me that USA Network would be like, oh, well, you know what? Let NXT and Raw borrow some of each other's people. We saw Tazawa go from Raw to NXT, the Cruiserweight title. So that makes a little bit more sense to me. I wish they would mention that, but whatever. That, that's fine. Yeah,
2: like... Like story-wise, story wise, storyline purposes, I don't get it. The USA, USA thing to me doesn't work at all because you know we had the we had the brands go at it for, at, at mm-hmm. each other's throat for a reason. So I don't really think the USA, USA thing works for me. But in terms of not seeing things as storyline and seeing more of like the business aspect of it, I love it because. You know, if I'm a person who doesn't watch NXT and I'm only watching Raw and I'm hearing, like, oh, all of these NXT people, all of these NXT people, I'm going to start thinking to myself, hey, maybe I should check out that NXT and see who else they have down there. So I see it like that. And then for me as a viewer, I see it more as, dude, fresh faces all here for it.
0: Yeah, that's the thing that Triple H or William Regal or commentary need to bring up because, as you mentioned, they fought. All the brands fought. The draft was billed as USA versus Fox because NXT wasn't involved. But Triple H needs to say something like, oh, USA Network told us to kind of calm that down because they wanted to see their brands working together. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it's in character. It's in story, and I like that. Well, Caden Carter got a kick in. She got suplexed and tapped out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Asuka gets on commentary and cuts a promo. That's cool. It's weird to me that they even have their commentators there. Like, do it in post production. Why? Why do you have two more people standing around in that room than you need?
2: I think because they're doing the tossing. They're tossing back and forth in between segments. No, there's
0: like, some tossers, yeah. all right. Ah, <laughs> oh, man.
2: I did like Asuka's uh, silver makeup. I don't know if yeah. she's done it before, but I felt like it stood out to me more than some of the other ones. I was like, oh, that's pretty awesome. And the little dance that she did when she was saying God knows what, <laughs>
0: that
2: was pretty, she's, she's great.
0: Well, that's that's almost it. We get to the final segment of the show. Paul Heyman is standing in the ring. I dig this. They're already in the ring. They're good to go. It's an intimate, quiet setting. And he mentioned that this is the most unique WrestleMania ever. And I, I agree. I agree with like what Drew McIntyre said in his interviews. He talked about how this isn't him getting his moment taken away from him. Because for better or for worse, people are going to remember this WrestleMania forever. Forever. Yeah. Because hopefully, this will be the only WrestleMania like this ever.
2: Oh, hopefully.
0: Exactly. So, he said, Heyman says that Drew McIntyre is special, but so was Shane Carwin, former UFC interim heavyweight champion. So was Randy Couture, UFC Hall of Famer. So was uh, The Rock. So were so many other people. And he says that Drew McIntyre's Claymore was special, but so was Shane Carwin's right hand and The Rock Bottom and all these famous moves. And he's like, the last 20 years, usually this go-home show, has had this go-home segment ending with this guy in the ring. And next year, me and him will be right back here telling you how Drew McIntyre had a perfect story and couldn't get it done. A lot of the Paul Heyman promos are cut, copy, and paste. I did not think this one was. I thought this one was really good. It was a few minutes, and then they went home. Damn, I liked it.
2: I think I felt completely opposite of you. I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. It was just there. It didn't grab me or anything like that. It was kind of along the same lines of the ones that you just said, copy and paste. And when, it ended, when it ended, I was like, wait, oh, Raw's over. And I looked at the clock and I was like, oh, yeah, Raw's over. And that's how I felt afterwards. So that's not saying too much. So now my second thought about this was that when – When this announcement was made that McIntyre and Brock Lesnar were going to go head-to-head at WrestleMania, I was so excited, mainly because of the storyline. Now, I, I know that circumstances must have changed plans, but to be honest, I have felt very underwhelmed with how the Brock... The Brock Lesnar Drew McIntyre storyline has progressed. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I don't think I feel as hyped for the match as I originally was. I'm hyped for it mainly for the fact because, you know, I know it's still going to be good, but storyline wise, I don't think that, I think there could have been a lot more done. I feel like there were very, very, very few interactions between Brock and Drew, and I thought they could have made this um, a lot better. I, I know that circumstances definitely changed it, so that's why I'm not like, like you know, like, oh, I'm so upset, you know, or anything like that. But I do feel like it could have been done a little bit more. I, I think I should have been more hyped for it right now.
0: Well, if you want to be hyped for your super erect penis, visit BlueChew.com and use that code FIGHTFUL. Let's be honest, guys. You don't need to be going out. You definitely don't need to be going to the doctor's office unless it's, quite frankly, life or death in some situations or you're really hurting and uh bluetooth kind of takes that out of the equation yeah so if you're using viagra and cialis hit the bricks don't worry about it this stuff has the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis but it works on your schedule because it's a chewable it can get into your system a lot faster and it can get to you a lot faster because you don't have to call and and make an appointment you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to, to worry about six feet, being apart, all that stuff. don't have to worry about any of it. It's because it's prescribed online by Blue Chew affiliated physicians and shipped straight to your door discreetly. Hats off to those delivering packages, whether it be in the bedroom or out on the road. <sighs> Bluechew.com code Fightful. I mean, you know, Denise, when kids are growing up, they want to be wrestlers or or firemen or police officers or something the heroes of today denise are those delivering packages so what better way to emulate those heroes of today by delivering your package to someone with that peak performance bluechew.com code fight will get your first shipment free just pay $5 shipping. And you know what? Hit them up at Blue Chew on Twitter and say, you know what? I learned about delivering packages from Sean Ross Sap. I learned about using my penis in a sexual manner and achieving peak performance via Sean Ross Sap. He explained this to me while Denise supported everything
2: support. Full support.
0: There you go. WrestleMania 36. It's this weekend, Denise.
2: BTW, I was terrified when you started that whole kids line. I was like, oh my god. Where oh is my he going god, come on! It? Where is he
0: come going? Come on, get real, this? Denise!
2: I didn't know where are you going, were going with
0: that. <laughs> Man. Somebody this says, odd thing for a kid to aspire to be, but hey, is it Is it because the people that are delivering your mail are heroes right now? And I'm not saying that sarcastically. They are heroes right now. They are risking their lives. They're risking their families' lives. So no, I don't think that's a weird thing at all. Respect to all of our post people. But WrestleMania 36, two nights. We don't know what's on what night yet. So Denise and I are going to make our predictions. Denise, are you ready?
2: I'm ready. I'm ready. And BTW, I'm I'm happy that we don't know what the card is going to be for Me too. each night. I'm kind of excited. It's like a roulette roulette thing. Me too. A roulette wheel. I was like, what is it? Roulette? What?
0: <laughs> Kabuki Warriors, Asuka, and Kyrie saying defend their women's tag team championships against the team of Bliss Cross, Applesauce, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross. Kabuki Warriors are the longest reigning. Women's tag team champions. I don't think they have defended their titles on TV since December, maybe. It's been a while. Who do you have winning this?
2: Kabuki Warriors, 100%. They can still do a lot more. Their character dynamic is incredible there. We're talking about them, so let's keep the bouts on them.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Uh, you just got to get these tag titles back in rotation. I get it. Uh, Kyrie was hurt for a while, and then Oscar was in the the program with with Becky. But nope. I uh, I think there you can do a lot more with them, and they can go to NXT if you want them to. There's a lot of stuff then, they can do.
2: And if you want to do more with the belts, period, I think they're the right team to do that with.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. SmackDown tag team championships. I am excited for this match. Miz and Morrison defend against the Usos and New Day. Ladder match. What? This is gonna rule. Ah, uh, I, I, the thing is, anybody could win this, Denise, because I, I don't want to say those titles don't mean a lot, but they're, they're not exactly like, oh, you gotta have it on this one person. None of these teams are super protected right now, but all of them are over to a fair degree. This match might steal the show.
2: Yes. Okay, so I, do you remember that period where uh, the New Day and the Usos were having these back-to-back incredible matches, like, non-stop? I think, what, like a year or two years ago? I'm really bad at dates and all of that. But yeah. I just remember the fact that they were just putting on some incredible, fantastic matches that we could not get enough of, essentially. And uh, Morrison is so freakishly athletic. Like, I've seen him do some stuff where, like, outside of WWE that I'm just, like, holy dang, like, I didn't realize, like, this was his, like, full potential. So knowing that he's going to be mixed in with these other guys and it's a ladder match, I, I'm i sorry, but this is, like, this, is, this should be a lot of fun. Like, I'm all about... These fun spots, yes. ladder matches, type stuff, mix it in with all these guys doing crazy stuff. I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of people don't like that, maybe because they, you know, they argue the fact <laughs> that there's no psychology or whatever. But I think. That it's awesome, and I'm looking forward to this match because, hey, I know they're going to do incredible stuff. And, hey, that's what a ladder match is for. I want to see some awesome spots, and I want to see some incredible athleticism, and I think we're going to see it. Um, My picks for that would be Miz and uh, and Morrison.
0: You can get away with less psychology in, one, a ladder match, two, a six-person ladder match. By the way, guys, we're predicting these as they appear, not based on how anybody else has been pulled at this point uh we will make an alteration for one match though. Uh, we have an intercontinental title match Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's contract is up later this year and he is wrapping up his uh his current run towards the end of summer. He says he's got a few months off. I could see him losing this and then teaming with Gulak for the rest of the summer honestly and getting in that tag division. Because Sami Zayn is is rocking it right now, but but what do you think? Also, guys, leave your predictions in the live chat or the comments, and leave us a thumbs up.
2: Sami Zayn, because he's really just getting started with his heel run. He's did just you, getting. You know, did you that- call
0: him Sami Zayn?
2: What did I say?
0: <laughs> Sami Zayn. You Zane. mixed him up. <laughs>
2: Sammy Zayn, he's just getting started with this heel run. He's going, he's full force. Hey, let him finish it. Daniel Bryan doesn't need it. So Sammy for the win. Zayn. I don't even know what I said anymore.
0: King Corbin versus Elias, a match that you could have swore that you've seen a hundred times, but you probably haven't. This is a SmackDown match. I don't give a damn about this, but for the sake of it, I'll say King Corbin because he does need a win.
2: Yeah, that was going to be my exact same answer. He needs to win a feud for once. He's been in so much, but he has always come down as the bottom person. Uh, So definitely King Corbin on this one. He needs something to get him back up there.
0: Edge versus Randy Orton, last man standing. Edge can't lose this. He can't lose this. Oh, man. There's
2: no way. I can't even think, like, even if he did lose this, man, it had to be some sort of very, very creative finish. But it's got to be Edge. And it sucks, though, that he worked so hard, came back to do this return, and he's not even going to get that mania moment. But, hey, it is what it is, but Edge.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. I I hate that for Edge. He was one of my last favorite wrestlers, and I'm glad that... He's back. I, I I hope we get a few more years of him. John Cena versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Uh, the Fiend also, Denise, needs a win. One of the most underwhelming title runs, period. I mean, he had good matches with Daniel Bryan, but the whole Seth Rollins thing, and then you bookend it with the Goldberg thing. Oh, he's an afterthought right now.
2: Yeah, his stock has definitely fallen a lot and I mean and it all started with the Helen of Sal Seth Rollins thing. Uh I want to remember that. <laughs> but um uh- Definitely it has to be the fiend. And you know, even we know that he's gonna have an exciting match. So at least we know that, hey, with John Cena, this is gonna be an exciting match. This is gonna get him back in people's heads, back at the top, but him having to win over John Cena would definitely further him along. And you know, John Cena's just here to make a WrestleMania appearance.
0: A bit of a wild card prediction. Do we see a twenty four seven title switch during WrestleMania weekend?
2: Yes. I don't know who or what, but, yeah, they have to. Plus, it'll be a nice little filler.
0: It's easy content. I'm surprised they haven't been doing them for each show so far, honestly.
2: Yeah, because it could really be shot anywhere. Heck, that's the fun part of it.
0: Yeah. Becky Lynch against Shayna Baszler. Becky Lynch defending her Raw Women's Championship. If she wins, she's going to hold that title for a full year. Do you think she gets it done?
2: I'm hoping she gets it done. Mm-hmm. I want to see Becky Lynch win because I, I know I've said this already, but I'm going to say it again. I love long title reigns, mm-hmm. and I think Becky Lynch is the person, the man to do it with. So I'm going to say, sorry, Shayna, but it has to be Becky.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. And Shayna can be a force in the division and really do incredible stuff but uh, I think that Becky is I think people underestimate how popular Becky Lynch still is, like i yeah, obviously she's
2: the face of the company
0: yeah, obviously she's not where she was a year ago, like that hot, but that's she's still ridiculously hot right now. I think she's gonna win. here's an interesting one, Goldberg versus Roman reigns for the universal championship, but it's it's out there, Roman reigns ain't in this match. A spoiler alert, word on the street is that Braun Strowman will replace him. I'll say this, if WWE's smart, they'll just go ahead and put the title on Braun Strowman. I don't trust, no! yes, I don't trust Bill Goldberg with this title. I don't want him with that title. I, I don't like it. And Braun Strowman never being finished with Roman Reigns, him just mowing down Roman, taking him out of this match and going, I'm never finished with you. That's what I need.
2: I am totally opposite of you on this one. And I know it's the unpopular opinion or whatever, but I don't care. It has to be said. Uh, Goldberg has to win. There. That's it. and you want to know why <laughs> Okay, well, if obviously if the spoiler or rumor or whatever is Braun Strowman Braun Strowman right now is so one dimensional to be champion so I can't see much of that happening with Goldberg being Goldberg is a draw okay and he can still have that there is still lots of money to be made with his match against Roman Reigns and that still needs to happen down the line so I am all for Goldberg winning this one people want to see Goldberg well not everybody I get this but that's the draw of Goldberg, that's the point. You want to see him win, and I'm sorry, I'm going to give this one to Goldberg.
0: I don't think Goldberg's a draw anymore. I think that there are people that think that he's a draw, but I don't think he's a draw anymore. And if you're saying, you feel
2: excited when Goldberg comes out and you don't know what's going to happen, and you know, hell
0: no, I'm Ah! fearful for the lives of the person that's in the ring with him. Legitimately, he could have killed the Undertaker. I've
2: I've heard what Bret Hart has said has.
0: Yeah, say about him. He hurts people all the time, and I think that Braun is way more like multifaceted than Goldberg. Goldberg can't cut a promo. Goldberg can't sell. Goldberg can't.
2: Money in him still. How? He was the biggest one of the biggest stars.
0: Was was sorry. It had to be
2: Goldberg. Yes, but Braun Strowman is no. It's just no. It's but I mean,
0: SmackDown viewership is shit in the bed. With him on the show. Like, the, nobody's tuning in to watch him. Stare. It's it's just, I don't see it. And, and WWE should I, be building up their own draws. Braun Strowman should be Goldberg right now. He should be in this role. He should be that guy.
2: There's still money to be made with Goldberg, Goldberg and Roman Reigns. That has to happen. And because of that, that's what I'm sticking with.
0: Well, see, I, I think I
2: turned into the heel of Fightful.
0: maybe there is, but I don't think they need the title for it. I don't think they needed the title for it this time that I had less interest when they put the title on the line, because when they put the title on the line, I was like, oh, damn, Roman's going to beat it.
2: I get both sides to that. So I, 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 I get both sides to that. But the main reason why I'm not completely against him having the title with the original matchup was because you need to have something at stake. That's that's just the yeah. bottom line. You need to have something at stakes.
0: Throwback so sends was, a super chat and says, Braun versus Roman for the title. Denise, Oldberg needs to be wheeled to the old folks home.
2: Y'all are mean, man. What did Goldberg do to y'all?
0: He takes things way too seriously. Oh, Alistair, really? Black, I like- Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. I think Alistair Black's winning this.
2: Yeah, I could care less about this, but definitely Alistair Black.
0: Street Profits defend the titles against Austin Theory and Angel Garza. I think Austin Theory and Angel Garza were both band-aids for Andrade and Ray not being able to stay healthy or stay on the roster, and Humberto Carrillo just not being good. And they're up there, and they managed to land in this spot, and I think it'll be a good match, but Street Profits will win.
2: Uh, originally I would have gone the other direction, but now given with the Andrade being out of the picture, I'm going to go with Street Profits. They are a hot tag team. They've been a hot tag team, um, like from even their NXT days. And now they've always just been like, you know, really hyped up type of energy types of people putting on really good matches. Um, it's gotta be Street Profits now.
0: Bailey defends the SmackDown Women's Championship in an elimination match. Lacey Evans, Tamina, Naomi and Sasha Banks I think that they eliminate those other 3 and then it's down to them and then they hopefully they duke it out and they have an awesome match and I think that Bayley will cheat to win somehow and then hopefully that starts their feud.
2: Yeah, because she could hold I definitely Bayley retains so she could hold it hold it off until SummerSlam then they can finally <clears> do <throat> Bayley Sasha finally um, like, give it the attention that it
0: needs bailey has held that title for like a long time at this point and that's uh kind of forgotten but i mean she's held that title i think since october i th- i think and it feels like it, it was even longer but a good title reign for her we're going on almost five six months so that's hey good for her up next, we have Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Owens is probably going to win this. I don't know if he can take getting beat down as much as he's been beat down over the last three months. He has faced Seth Rollins or his cohorts in like six six to eight-man tags over the last three months, Denise. It's time to end this <laughs> and uh give Owens the win, I think.
2: Kevin Owens has been doing some of his best work recently Mm -hmm. in the company. Um, We've mentioned, you just mentioned right now, that Seth has been getting the best of him every week. He can't lose to Seth again, especially at WrestleMania. So it definitely has to be Kevin Owens.
0: Yeah, I agree. Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match. Undertaker's winning this. This is bullshit and gaga, and I am very excited (laughs) for it. AJ sounded very excited for it, too. He said that he felt fortunate that he could have an opponent like The Undertaker so he could have a match like this that was different because he didn't want to wrestle in front of no fans. I think Undertaker's going to win, but I'm actually kind of excited for it.
2: I'm kind of tossed up in this one because I was originally thinking the same way that you were thinking, hey, uh, the way I see the match going is AJ taking a bunch of bumps, but in the end, Undertaker gets his win, etc., but then at the same time, if AJ just wins, he can eventually just move on and be next in line for Drew McIntyre, and they can have great matches, and that will officially solidify, or not officially, but help even yeah. further solidify Drew McIntyre as as a champion. So honestly, for this one, it could really go either way. Um, I'll, just to be different, I'll go with AJ.
0: Rhea Ripley defends the NXT Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair. This is Rhea's time, I think. Charlotte... I think Charlotte had her bridesmaid or bride moment at the first when she when they combined the titles and made it the new women's title and ever since then she's kind of been the bridesmaid but that's okay cuz she's a real good one. She's one of the biggest women's wrestling stars ever and she is a main event performer, but I think Rhea Ripley's there and I think Charlotte's there to make sure that she looks really good in doing so.
2: Right. I think Charlotte is one of my favorite women's wrestlers of all time. I love, love, love Charlotte. But I think it has to be Rare Ripley because the crowd wants Rare Ripley. I think we're. I think the crowd is overseeing Charlotte in that title picture.
0: Well, they definitely don't want the crowd to revolt against them at WrestleMania. That's for
2: sure. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. <laughs> all right. The social media crowd. Wow. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, main event. We assume Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre. Does Drew get it done, Denise?
2: Yeah, and it sucks he's not going to have his WrestleMania moment again. Another guy is not having that, but definitely Drew.
0: At the same time, I could see them going off the air with uh, with Brock Lesnar just standing over Drew McIntyre silent.
2: No, I don't oh. want that. I don't think I'd want to see that. I would feel so Bombed. I No. And I love Brock Lesnar, and I get so excited for his matches, but I want to see Drew win. That's it. If he doesn't win and he's flat out just laying there, it's just not going to look good. No.
0: I think that Brock, I think it's about 48-52. I think if there was a crowd, it'd be Drew for sure. I think there's a real good possibility that Brock ends you up winning this. think you want
2: to save that moment then?
0: Maybe. Maybe.
2: Yeah, but see, once once the moment, once the spotlight passes on you, I agree. It's harder to come back. So if Drew doesn't get it now, however he gets it, he may not ever get another chance. You never know. With you, just never know. So I'm just gonna go with Drew now and just.
0: I agree, Denise. Tell the people where they can follow you. Also, Denise pitched a very good idea. I want to get your all's reaction to it. We're thinking about doing like a live trivia show. Uh, WrestleMania trivia show where you'd donate a super chat to get in and then the winner would take home half of those super chats uh in that regard if you're interested let me know twitter comments uh live chat anything like that uh dm let me know and if there's enough demand we'll try to make that happen but Denise tell the people where they can follow you
2: don't let my idea fail guys (laughs) Tell Sean Ross staff you want to see this live WrestleMania trivia show happen, okay? <laughs> All right. Um... You guys can hit me up on Twitter or on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. I've also been posting tons of YouTube content since that's the main way that I'm making money right now. So please go check out those videos. I'm going to be coming up with lots more things and all of that. And I'll also be doing like a WrestleMania post show after that. So you guys can definitely go ahead and check that out. Uh, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo.
0: Somebody said follow her on Twitter at Denise. Yeah, I'm I'm
2: I'm scared of my Twitter comments. I'm just going to ignore the mean people, so there.
0: Do you get mean people on Twitter?
2: You know, not on Twitter, really. I just get people that misconstrue what I say, where they they take one word too literal. Uh, No, I get most of the mean people on YouTube, though, on on my YouTube
0: channel. I get more mean people on Twitter, but I get – I'm mean back to them. Like, if you ever see me being mean to somebody on Twitter, look at what I'm replying to or the thread, and you'll be like, oh, okay, somebody's being a dick. But I mean, I get thirty thousand yeah. tweets a month. They're not all gonna be winners. Like there's gonna be some some crappy people in there, but by and large, it's pretty nice. YouTube, I think we've just kind of eradicated all the bad people from YouTube ours. Is,
2: no, YouTube is weird. I have people telling me that to stop supporting Taylor Swift because she kills babies that's, and to give my life to Jesus instead.
0: That's <laughs> so the thing. I have you telling me that. You have a completely different demographic yeah. than what we do. Right. Guys, thank you all. I get
2: those comments.
0: Thank you all so much. Leave a thumbs up, subscribe. Remember, fightful.com is the place to go to check out all of our shows. This Saturday and Sunday, WrestleMania, we will be doing post shows. Until next time, we're out.